Hi everyone, before we get started, we wanted to let you know that we recorded most of our Luke Cage rewinds before the resurgence in Black Lives Matter protests after the killings of George Floyd and countless others. As you probably know, the Luke Cage series goes deep into the kinds of racism faced by Black people every day. As hosts who are not Black, we have not covered it as well as we should have, but we are trying to get better. We stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Movement, so our non-discussion of the issue in these episodes comes from uh, recording before the tragedies and not ignoring the issues. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and raps about the hero of Harlem for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Matt Rodriguez. And you all can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a five-star review and throw us on the auto-download on your podcast catcher and do all those things. But this episode, we are covering Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 12, Soliloquy of Chaos. Original air date, September 30th, 2016. Oh, I think I said that wrong. Soliloquy of Chaos, September 30th, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you still got it a little wrong. 2016? Did I say, what did I say? 2016? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, okay. I know. It's all right. I'll forget. Yeah, you're right. It's after after 2005, you got to stop saying. <laughs> 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 uh. All right. All right, let's yeah, yeah, let's just get into the episode. <laughs> here's the here's the summary of what happens. <clears throat> Misty gives Luke a message before he's transported to to the police precinct. He understands her message and breaks out during the transport. Misty keeps her investigation into this whole mess. Uh, she meets with Candace, who tells Misty that it was Mariah Dillard who killed Cottonmouth. Misty takes uh, Candace into her protection. Shades doesn't give up any information while he's maintained. Once he's let out, Diamondback tries to have him killed by Zip. It doesn't work out at all. Domingo decides to kill Diamondback and take over his business. It doesn't work out at all. Luke finds Diamondback's location and gets Domingo out before a crate of C4 explodes. Domingo gives Luke a cryptic message just before dying. I don't I don't think that really worked out for him, because I don't think he gave him real info. Finally, Shades and uh, Mariah go to Pop's Barbershop to make a deal with Luke Cage. They want to give him proof that Diamondback framed him as Carl Lucas. But right after that, Misty tries to arrest Mariah. Then Diamondback walks in with some kind of power suit. So let's go into our fast facts. Fast. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? All right, Al. What fast facts you got? <laughs> um, all right. I don't I don't know how well to bring this up if this is a fast fact or not, but um it's pretty obvious that in this episode Method Man has a mm-hmm. has a cameo. Um and so we talked about him a couple of weeks ago when uh Zip was talking about uh uh the uh weapons that he was selling. Um so we had this like indirect reference to method man slash um 
Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, also, one of the things during his uh, during his rap that he he does, he mentions Iron Man directly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think this they've ever in any of the Netflix shows so far have mentioned any of the other heroes from the movies by name. We've we've definitely gotten a few times where they talk about. Uh, you know, a billionaire with a suit of iron or a hammer that fell from the sky. Yeah. I mean, one thing I do have about that rap, though, also along with Iron Man, you're right. They didn't mention Tony Stark by name one time also. Eh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, but uh, one thing is uh, he also mentions in his rap heroes for he's a hero for hire, which is a reference to the comic, obviously. And Luke is specifically, to him, not a hero for hire. He tells them... He's not going to get paid for this, or he won't accept money for this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, and for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Method Man, part of the Wu Tang Clan, or as I knew him in the early two thousands, um, a playable character in uh, Def Jam Vendetta, which was a game I played a lot. <laughs> uh, personally, Tony, you knew him personally. Yeah, I played game. against him. In Def Jam Vendetta, he would always choose Redman, Redman, Redman. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Redman. <laughs> and I actually, actually don't know who else was in Def Jam Vendetta. Like I always actually played as Method Man, and I know Redman was in there. Phil Redman was also in there. <laughs> anyway, um, as always, oh, also I might throw that rap as our final episode instead of the song. Soliloquy of Chaos, which is from a Gangstars album called Daily Operation. And I've been trying to think. There was a lot of chaos in this episode. Was anyone giving out soliloquies in this episode, Al? <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think I told you just before we started recording that I had to look up what soliloquy means. Um, it's uh, it, it's when a uh, character is talking to themselves, uh, but yeah. out loud. Um, yeah, it's um, very common in Shakespeare. I remember <laughs> a lot of Shakespeare characters do some little quiz. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think anyone spoke to themselves out loud. Uh, it definitely wasn't Luke who did that, because he's usually a quiet kind of person, quiet character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... The one when I think chaos, I would think it's Diamondback, but I don't remember him talking to himself. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Every uh, every scene of his that I remember, he was talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, right. the first time they failed in the t- episode title. All right. Uh, we also see Stan Lee. He makes his cameo in this because there's a poster with Stan Lee on it outside of the uh the corner store that he meets uh method man in that's right um has he shown up in any of the other marvel shows that poster that specific poster has shown up in oh, okay. all the other seasons gotcha okay wow how did i miss that okay yeah i i the only one i can remember off the top of my head is season one of daredevil um in the police station like they go uh I remember Daredevil listening to the police officers and it's like right over your shoulder. But I remember seeing it like on the IMDb um, trivia section that's in this episode right there. And then I never saw it. It's super tiny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Uh, we also get Diamondback's uh, really dumb-looking, comic-accurate costume at the end of this episode. And then we get a reference to the movie Seven. Have you ever seen the movie Seven? I don't think so, no. I, right. I think there's a movie I always mix it up with. Um, Is it Eight and a Half Weeks? I don't know. <laughs> Nine no, Mile? I, no, I, I, no I, don't, I don't think I've, I've seen Seven. I don't know the title of the movie I mix it up with. Lucky number seven. Oh yeah, that's that's a movie. I actually, yeah, that's a it's a weird movie. I enjoy that one. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it was it was good. Okay. Um, I don't know how much I want to get into uh, about seven because it really spoils the ending of the movie. Oh, (laughs) so maybe. yeah. Yeah. Well, what's what's the reference in the show? Um, what's in the box? Oh. Well, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I know of that. I've heard people talk about that a lot. But okay. Yeah. I guess if we don't want to talk about the ending or or what that is, then okay. Um, no one ever really finds out what's in the box, right? Yes, they do. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? How about every listener fast forward one minute because I'm going to just go into it. <laughs> if you don't want to know what's happening, uh, go skip skip 30 seconds twice. I'll try to keep it under a minute. All right. In uh, Seven, the killer is killing people based off the Seven Deadly Sins, the serial killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, it's Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And they get a box delivered to them. And they find out that, you know, Brad Pitt's yelling what's in the box. They open the box, and it's Wrath. And he killed... Uh, the killer killed his wife, and it's her head in the box. No, oh. yeah. He, he, killer killed his own wife, or Brad. Pitt's killer wife? killed Brad Pitt's wife. Oh, yeah. Damn. And and then they open up, and Gwyneth Paltrow's heads right in the box. <laughs> and the the signifier of that is wrath. I don't, don't remember why wrath, but he also says it's one of the seven deadly sins in uh, Luke Cage, so it ma- it makes sense. Okay. Also, yeah. I looked it up online. It is one of the seven deadly sins. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to be sure. And okay, we're at one minute. So right. cool. <laughs> but we can still go into the seven deadly sins because that's not doing anything. What is it? Wrath, lust, greed, gluttony, and three more. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. All I know is wrath because I looked it up and it was in there. Uh, but yeah, I, Pride. Pride's one of the sins. And then two more. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Th- those are all my very long fast facts. My slow fast facts. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like a for real superhero, which is I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I'm Luke Cage. You can't burn me. You can't blast me, and you definitely can't break me. I am Harlem, and Harlem is me. Uh, who do you want to start with? Luke? I think we usually just yeah, start with him. Yeah, we, we usually start with Luke. Right. Um, so Luke escapes, um, mostly because of that one cop who believes in that Luke's a hero and used to go to Pops. Um, why... Why does, like, Luke goes to Pops eventually. I mean, I know I'm fast-forwarding to the end. Yeah. But since we're talking about that. um, 
Is there only one place in all of Harlem that he knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, where does he live? Because when Genghis Khan's was blown up, what was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing he lives in Pops. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah, he has to have moved there. Um, he probably wouldn't go to Claire's place because he doesn't know if she has one. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't and know she's where else. She's staying with her mom, right? Yeah, it's a good point. She probably is. I mean, he knows how to get to the restaurant, but uh, yeah, I, I guess he. I mean, he has to know other places, but huh? Yeah. But I mean, you gotta think. Every place he goes to for more than like five minutes blows up because <laughs> of his bar. His bar in Jessica Jones. Pops gets shot up, Genghis Khanis, Harlem Paradise when he's in there, and then Pops again at the end of this episode. You know, he just needs to become really good friends with Stryker, and eventually that guy's house will will blow up or something, right? (laughs) That's the plan. They're just going to become best friends. (laughs) Well, they were best friends, weren't they? That's true. They were when they were kids, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So those guns that they were going to use to shoot Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were from melted down Judas bullets, but we never see if they actually work or not, right? Because like it's the material, but it's not—it's not the drilling part of a Judas bullet that yeah. would go in. It's not the exploding part of a Judas, Judas bullet. It's—it's it's just the material, right? From what I can see, yeah. So I'm not. You're right. I'm not sure it would work. <laughs> yeah. Now, maybe it would puncture. Like, maybe, like, you know, Death by a Thousand Cuts, but... Which was an episode of Jessica Jones. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so may, maybe it can actually hurt. Like, what I'm saying is, I'm curious. I kind of want to know. I, I wish they had, like, kind of shot him, like, in the arm or something, just so we could know, like, how effective these are. Um so yeah that's it that's all, i mean there's still one one more episode left he might that's true and you and i have famously said we don't remember what happens in these things that we watched years ago so that's true yeah. that very well i think happen. i remember but i'm not 100 sure okay. so i'm just gonna pretend like i don't remember i have no idea what's <laughs> gonna happen <laughs> all right well that's good because i don't remember what happens in the season finale next week yeah why are these cops so sure that these bullets are going to penetrate his skin they haven't tested them. They're just taking his words for it, or the mayor's word for it, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe they just have the one-track mind. They're like, yeah, we're told that these are super bullets, and the city paid $50 million for us to get a couple hundred of them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if Luke Cage doesn't die at the end of the next episode... Someone in the government's going to be in big trouble. I mean, the government wasting money? It's unheard of. Yeah, exactly. They're really good about, you know, saving every last cent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, Luke, after he escapes, he goes, takes down some muggers. Because he, he has to. He's Luke Cage. He has <laughs> to protect everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I, this is kind of what I was... A little hinting at uh we talked about this last week right about bullets bouncing off of him um so 
in this, he has a, a couple of shots hit him. Uh, I don't know, like two or three from a pistol, right? And then he just kind of shrugs it off and knocks the guy out. Uh-huh. So that's got to be very unsafe for those two pedestrians, right? For Method Man and I'm assuming the person who owns the shop. Yeah. Um. So, like, why didn't he move in faster? He just wanted to be like, hey, I'm bulletproof. Ah, look at me. He, he kind of wants to show off. Um, I Like, the cynical part of me thinks that he didn't care if one of those um, stand, or bystanders got hit until he realized it was Method, method Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's possible. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I mean... Honestly, I, it's the psychological impact of you shoot a guy and the bullets bounce off of him. Then it pretty much takes away everyone's danger, except for <laughs> the bullets that are bouncing off of him. <laughs> okay, so it's um, uh, I, I forgot his name, uh, Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Like he just yep. he just doesn't care anymore. Like he can do whatever he wants. He's like, well, no, I don't care about humans. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's how Iron Man is, at least up until Civil War. He's like, stuff's bouncing off of him. And, uh, like, I think of that Iron Man one where he shoots the tank and just starts walking away before the tank explodes. It's like, he doesn't care if the machine guns on the side of the tank are still shooting down people. It's just cool to walk away from an explosion. It's cool <laughs> to have bullets bounce off of you. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's see what else about Luke in this episode. I don't really have too much else. Um, yeah, Luke wasn't in this episode that much. I do have the part of him questioning Barrett <laughs> and then leaving him in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought Barrett was going to go back to Hell's Kitchen, in his words, where it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he... Did it? Or, I mean, then again, it's Manhattan. It's like three miles from Hell's Kitchen to there. I don't actually know how many miles it is from Harlem to Hell's Kitchen, but it's not very far. Yeah, well, they had to lure him back, too. But, like, he went to see Stryker earlier. Well, again, we'll get into Barrett, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I, I feel like I don't know. I mean, I know Barrett's not a good guy, but everyone hates him. It's like <laughs> Luke just leaving him inside the thing, and he tells Misty where he is, but Misty can't unbend that um, the dumpster. <laughs> He's just stuck there for a while. Yeah. Um, also, probably neither can the people who are meant to go and like take the trash out of there. Mm-hmm. What, what do they do? They like call. Someone call a fire department. Use the call Luke bike. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> call <guess>. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Like it's not gonna be like just the morning. It's it's gonna be like mm. mid morning, noon, something like that. Yeah. I mean, okay. If this is within six months of Civil War, they could call Spider Man because <laughs> he got his power six months before Civil War. <laughs> okay, that's that's possible. Assuming they can call him. I thought he just I mean, kind of shows up. And you just wave down that kid. <laughs> that red, the red sweater kid. Yeah, okay. That's possible. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of God. I don't know how they're going to get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, I honestly think, like, re, uh, realistically, Jaws of Life. That's all I can yeah. think of. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Uh, ready to move on? Yeah, ready to go to Misty? Yeah, sounds good. Let's talk about her. All right. I... I would have misinterpreted, or did I misinterpret, or did Luke misinterpret her secret coded message? I thought the message was that Diamondback escaped and not to do anything before they got to the precinct. That is also how I interpreted that. Um, Okay, okay. Now, I thought about it a little bit more later, and I realized, okay, well, she also said that Claire escaped. Um, So she's basically telling Luke, hey, you don't have to worry about her, she's good. Um, but yeah, saying Diamondback escaped, don't do anything stupid. I'll get you out. Like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. also kind of how I interpreted her message. Okay. I mean, like in your recap, you, it sounded like you interpreted it a different way. Well, (laughs) I mean, I, oh yeah, I guess I just wrote, I I wrote a bad recap today. I'm, I got to own that one. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, she gives him a, a message and then he chooses to break out during, during transport. Okay. Um, You'd think she'd be, like, it would show her being more angry about that. Like, son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> eh, uh, she probably just didn't care either way. She was like, well, I guess he got out, and he'll go do something. I don't know yeah. what, but something. Um, honestly, like, it, it's, it's really unsafe, I think, for Luke to try and get out, because he's not bulletproof anymore, right? Like, she was basically telling him, hey, uh, these weapons that may or may not actually be able to kill you, um, going to be used by a lot of people. So there goes your, your main advantage. Uh, maybe escaping mm-hmm. is a bad idea. Yeah, at least right now. Although, I I don't know how the precinct would be safer for him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they do think he killed a cop, so that, that would not go well for him. Yeah, and they're going to keep armed people with the super bullets on him. Yeah. Unless it's like uh, her plan was for him to like break through a wall in the precinct, which people wouldn't be expecting that. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but that would be loud. People would notice it. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Or, or sneakily break through a wall. <laughs> Very quiet. Yeah. Okay. It takes him like an hour, but he's able to do it. Yeah. Just like one. Uh, I mean, you know, you put it in the cuffs of your pants. <laughs> and just shake out the dirt. <laughs> Little bits of concrete. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Um, let's see, Misty. Um Candace finally tells her the truth. I mean, this episode and last episode, everyone's just filling her in on all the stuff she wasn't there for. It's real <laughs> convenient. <laughs> it's it's always weird when that happens in a show. I I feel like I've said this before, right? Like, oh yeah, that's right. This character doesn't know that. This is her first time getting actual proof. If only she would found out about this thing two weeks ago. Then, like, mm-hmm. the show if only if only she watched the show. But unfortunately, it dropped all at the same time, and she hasn't had thirteen hours to watch it. <laughs> that's true. She she's only had three, and and then that hasn't gotten her very far. Nope. Yeah, yeah Cornell's still alive, as far as she knows. <laughs> And she's going to be real surprised when she finds out who killed him. <laughs> right. Um, one thing she does when she's talking to Candace is she takes off her sling so she can like protect Cand- Candace better. I see this a lot in shows and movies that makes me think that, you know, getting shot in the arm is just not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, included if you were shot in an artery. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a huge deal. Although, you know, it could just make her uh, like lose her arm. 
That would yeah. be like a good consequence. Yeah, I'm a little worried that that might happen because you know she keeps working like this. She was told she might lose it, so ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was also literally my my one note about Misty. So I don't have too much, but I guess she only really had like three scenes. Yeah, that's that's a note from Misty for me also. All right, yeah. Oh, she tried to um, to uh, be the person to um, interrogate Shades. That didn't work out for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, to be fair, last time she interrogated someone, it didn't work out for her that well either. And that was yeah. like a day ago or two days ago. <laughs> That's right. That uh, was a real or, roller coaster of a week. <laughs> or a month. I mean, we talked about this at the end of Daredevil, right? We it, it was like every episode was right after the other one, but at the end we found out the final episode was like three months later from yeah. the season premiere. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's been a month. Anyway, I don't have anything else for any other heroes. Was there anyone else? I don't, I don't know. Nope. I think we're good for heroes. All right. Let's move on to villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. What about turning the other cheek? Jesus saves. I don't. Who, who do you want to start with? We, we've I kind mean, of we got to start with Diamondback. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um... So he's st- he's very obsessed, like or continuing what we saw last week, right? He's very obsessed with uh, wanting to kill Luke this week. Mm-hmm. As all surprisingly, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was so calm previously. I mean, he kind of was when he first shows up. I think. I don't. I don't think he was, dude. <laughs> you said that. You said that before. You're right. I I think he was less do stupid things. Right. He he was still obsessed, but he was he. He wasn't like slipping up. He wasn't doing the the big. He wasn't taking big gambles. I think. Yeah. Well, I think he had one plan, which was to kill, in his mind, Carl, and that didn't work out. So he's just like winging it for the rest of the time. That's a good point. Unless his plan was always to use that suit that we see him with at the end of the episode. Yeah, I kind of want to just skip to that suit, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, we got other stuff first. Uh, he buys off uh, Mariah, giving her seed money for um, Harlem's Paradise. Or at least he thinks so, right? Because he, she's still going to work against him. Yeah, I mean, she she hates working for him, with him. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Uh... And I don't have a lot for him because a lot of the same stuff we kind of already talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then let's talk about his suit. You were excited about that. I am. Where Where did he get the suit? <laughs> is this a, a hammer tech? I, I think so. I, I mean, my assumption is everything that he has is from Hammer. So is this what they moved on to after the suits didn't work out in Iron Man 2? Oh, I mean, maybe they just had a different team working on it, right? But maybe. Well, I mean, Al, I know that's how real technology company works, but in <laughs> in, in um, shows, you work on one thing at a time. That's true. You're you're right. You're right. I forgot about you know that that, that makes it 
a lot easier to tell the story. Um, So as a, as a giant multinational company, they have um, probably 20,000 employees in total, Mm -hmm. plus, you know, miscellaneous contractors and, um, you know, third party companies that they work with. But most of that doesn't matter. And it's only a 10 person team that's working on one product. So, um, so this is probably um, a prototype that they got and they only had the one prototype and, oh, yeah. and diamondback stole it. So ugh, now they have to go on and move on to something else, I guess. Yep. You can't replicate that yep. because the uh, the one person who knew how to build it had the blueprints in his mind and never wrote it down. And they got killed in the situation. <sighs> kind of like Man. Erskine. <laughs> uh, yep. So, uh, you know, just PSA out there, everyone, for the love of God, use some sort of cloud backup, something default for, <laughs> for Christ's sakes. Just, just come on. Everything. You know, it really upsets me when I hear about Tesla, like Nikolai Tesla, who had all his plans in his mind and just died and never told anyone. Like, I don't know how much of that's true, but it really depresses me. <laughs> um, well, he did have, I mean, yeah, there was that, but there were a lot of things that he wrote down. And yeah. the, was it the U.S. Navy that went in and took a ton of his paperwork after he died? Oh, like, really? Yeah, a lot of that stuff like was released decades after he uh after he died including the death ray (laughs) um i don't know uh i think i okay uh i think so because i think the death ray was this the one or am i thinking of something else there i remember someone made a a death ray based off of some kind of plan and they actually Mm -hmm. tested it and it kills it killed the town of saskatchewan missouri <laughs> no the so like like in real life they, they checked it and it was supposed to be like yeah and you can kill someone from a mile away and basically yeah it, it could but like the person has to stay there for like 12 hours in that oh. one spot <laughs> they have to stay there for six weeks and then they get blood clots in their legs and die <laughs> yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. So, totally you know, the raised fault. Yeah. Hopefully they don't die of dehydration. Before that. <laughs> That's how they die. <laughs> um anyway, his suit. Yes. Um Well, yes, it's comic accurate, but unlike a lot of things comic accurate in the MCU, it just looks so stupid. It does. <laughs> it really does. With his little his little cap and stuff like that. <laughs> I I, you know, I just see the, like, the material, and just something about it just feels very, like, cheap. So, like, the, which, maybe it was the prototype. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the fact that it rippled like water when a bullet hit it. <laughs> like, how does that work? Uh, yeah. I, it, <laughs> uh, so, okay, so this is one thing that's that happens a lot in the comics that we really don't see in any of the mcu stuff right where villain gets hold of some cool gadget made by some company or something Mm -hmm. and then they go on evil villain spree using gadget or multiple gadgets right um i kind of wish we saw more stuff like this in the mcu that would be so cool i feel like we're missing out i mean so far, that's been, like, I mean, yeah, they built it, but that seems like to be Spider-Man's villains so far, with Vulture and Mysterio. It's like, someone else's technology, or technology paid for by someone else, in Mysterio's case. Uh-huh. And they just go on a crime spree with it. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just, it, it's one of those things, right? Like, because they do mention Hammer Industries. Well, I mean, again, we, we see that Diamondback gets all of his weapons and everything from Hammer. So, like, mm-hmm. it'd be cool if Hammer showed up in other things. And we're like, yeah, they, I, I guess Hammer's doing really well now that Justin Hammer is in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that idiot's no longer CEO. Because remember, they had one guy they kidnapped from Russia. <laughs> developing all their stuff because apparently they had that whole factory that he just built by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there were, you you saw no one else other than Avenko, Hammer, and Hammer's um butler. <laughs> that whole place. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Venko, he built all those um, drones by himself in like a six-week period. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Dude's resourceful. I know. All right. Uh, so I've got nothing else to say about Diamondback. I don't know if you do. Okay. No. <laughs> um, the next one I want to go do is Zip, because I also want to talk about Shades, but they kind of like intersect. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> um, it says, Zip reminds me of a lot of... Um, I guess underprivileged kids at my work who might be have family in the gangs and think they're hard. And then they like deal with someone who's really hard and they're not up to the task. <laughs> yeah. Um, he kind of has that. Like he, he just kind of fell into that, uh, yeah. um, that world and he's, he's trying to get through there. But then as soon as, yeah, as soon as he has to deal with shades. Yeah. 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 He tries to be shades actually. He comes oh, in with right. the glasses. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hey, that's the, the you know. Uh, oh, oh, now I forgot the phrase. Copycat imitation yeah. is the serious, in, yeah, sincerest form of flattery. Yep, you got there. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hey, but oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, hey, uh, I mean, I'm still worried that my ceiling fan is gonna fall on me. So I'm just, just saying, <laughs> man, it's been a week. <laughs> Not really. We recorded last week's the back to back. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want people to think you just had that fan like that for a week. Yeah. No, I found the other screw. So after this, I'm I'm, put, I'm, I'm hopefully putting it more up together. There, there's what there's like the the main connector is is not gonna be. Connected. All right. Well, if you, if you die, uh, have a man to text me so I don't try to record next week. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Zip ends up getting killed <laughs> by Shades. <laughs> uh, hilarious. I, I don't know why you're laughing. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm laughing from what we were talking about a second ago. I realized I shouldn't be so happy about this part. So, <laughs> okay. Zip Zip fell in battle to Shades in a really poorly planned out assassination because they had the two guys with guns right there with their back turned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they really... Uh, really bad at this. Um, I'm assuming none of them have ever done it. I would assume Zip has never done it. Uh, no. I don't know why I assume that, but well, Zip, like I said, Zip seems very immature to me. So I think this is his first real chance to impress. Yeah, I mean the the rest of what we've seen him throughout the the season, um, you know, he kept accidentally ended ending up, um, you know, going up against Luke. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, I I feel for Shay or for um Zip in this, but not as much as I feel for Sugar all the time. Sugar, the big guy who, oh. is, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel sorry for Sugar. He's like that guy. He fell into this. He can't get out, and they keep putting because he's a big guy. They keep putting him up against Luke Cage, and it never <laughs> ever works out for him. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it works out for him against literally anyone else, but he just yeah. keeps having to go against Luke. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor guy. Right. I mean, uh. Let's uh, switch gears to Shades, because right. we're t- kind of talking about him already. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I like Shades' interview with Ridley. Yeah, that's smart, right? Like, I mean, they always say, uh, you know, if you're if you're arrested, just ask for your lawyer and uh-huh. keep doing that until you get a lawyer. Uh, yeah. So he was smart, I guess. I mean, it's not his first time doing this, from what we could tell. No. He's been to jail and don't know how many times that's happened, but yeah. Yeah, but I like I like how he kind of breaks, pretends to break down. Says he's about to give up everything, and he's just like, "Give me a name, La Yerk." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I every time I hear someone do something like that, it always reminds me of the the Simpsons joke of uh, when the Simpsons go to Australia and Mara just trying to order a, a coffee at that bar, and the the bartender just. Like every time she says coffee, he just says beer, right? <laughs> coffee, be ear. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm gonna watch that episode soon because now that's all I can think of. <laughs> the uh, next episode of my other podcast, um, uh, after school movie, we're covering the movie ATL. Uh-huh. And there's this one part there in front of a drug dealer's house, and these two henchmen of drug dealer are out there, and this one guy's like trying to get fit and he's like he's holding up his his drink or whatever it goes low carb and the other guy has this big like wrapped up sandwich he goes cheese steak and just starts <laughs> eating it <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah so he goes and uh gets uh mariah because I, I first of all i forgot that they tried to kill him. And I was like, it was really looking like it was working. And then I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's in the next season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's one of the few things I do. I definitely remember shades being in season two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then when he's talking to Mariah, I completely forgot about this, that he, uh, he said that he was going to Harlem's paradise so that he could kill Cornell. Mm hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think he he thinks he's smarter than everyone else, which he is. <laughs> he might not be smarter than Mariah, because Mariah is pretty smart, but uh-huh. he's smarter than Cornell and he's smarter than Diamondback. Yeah, so far we have not seen him do anything like stupid, emotional, uh, obsessive, right? Where he absolutely has uh-huh. to do something. Maybe, um. He hasn't had the chance yet. I mean, last week, Claire broke his sunglasses, his shades. So um, maybe the next time he sees her, he, he will. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Assume oh, yeah. We didn't does. mention. We didn't mention. Uh, he kills Zip and then takes his shades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a little bit about Mariah. 
about she's kind of embracing her darkness and she's just accepting that, well, she can't escape this crime life. She might as well embrace it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't beat them, join them, which is literally what she's doing with Luke Cage. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, she she couldn't. Um, and, and this kind of goes back to, to, you know, what I've been saying about her the past couple of weeks, right? Like she just kind of fell into this and she she tried getting out, right? Like she wanted to get out of, um, you know, Cornell's business, but then Diamondback showed up and said, "Like, no, 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 that's not how this works. You're you're still going to be doing this with me." Uh, and so then he had to convince her to to be his hookup to sell all of those hammer weapons or bullets, at least, to the police. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even in this episode, she was really not angry or not happy with with Diamondback because Harlem's Paradise got all shot up. Like she was yelling about it, and she doesn't want to work with Diamondback anymore. And she even tries to get out, but that doesn't work out for her. Like she's stuck doing it. So, uh, I mean, kudos as a character, like for like making it far in, you know, how she has to like to survive kind of thing. But um, I, this is why it's so hard for me to see her as, as a, as a proper villain. Like, yes, she does a lot of bad stuff. Um, You know, she, uh, you know, especially in the trying to clear her name for killing uh, Cornell, um, mm-hmm. you know, bribes and that kind of stuff, right? But uh, but it's it's weird because you know we're so used to seeing other villains like Cornell and Diamondback, and they're just like you know evil bad villains. Um, but then you got Mariah, who is just kind of trying to survive, and it's a, it's a very different character. Yeah, I mean. Unfortunately, the fight to survive kind of brings her down to the darkness. Because like I said mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, I feel like she legitimately wanted to do good for Harlem. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, she also wanted to kind of raise herself up, like that status. Yeah. Um, and then that just, you know, those two ideas kind of clashed at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last thing we see her doing before the place just getting shut up is she goes to... Um, pretty much offer a deal to Luke, giving him, like, exonerating him from killing Cornell and uh, getting Carl Lucas free, or, like, clearing Carl Lucas's name. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, still there's the fact that even though he was innocent, he still escaped from prison, which is still illegal. Yeah, unfortunately, it is illegal in this country. Yep. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've said this before. I was like, if you escape from prison, like you should just be done with it because you worked so hard to escape. I feel like that was that was punishment enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, uh, the, the only country I know where it is legal is is Mexico. I'm sure there are a lot of other ones, but uh, really, it's legal in Mexico to escape from prison. Yeah. That's that. That's what I read. Like I don't know, ten years ago or something. But yeah, it's uh, the the uh, reasoning behind that is because uh, as a human, you want to be free. So it's just a natural human thing that you would do. I see flaws in that, <laughs> but then again, I'm not in the Mexican government. Who am I to say? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a. Uh, I I mean, I've I've never like sat down to really think of like you know pros and cons kinds of things. Um, I could understand escaping from jail being legal however maybe the means that you do it 
could be illegal, right? Like if you hurt anyone on the way out, that kind of stuff. I can see that. Yeah, but if your your case or your cell is just left open and you just walk out, yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the guard's fault at that point. I mean, come on. Yeah, he needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like uh, what we saw with uh, Frank Castle in season two of uh, of Daredevil. I mean, everything else, you know, really bad. All the murders, but escaping from prison, like he was just let out. The kingpin just just told it's the fair. guards to to get let him go. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm good with villains. Unless there's anything else you want to add. <laughs> uh, no, I've got nothing. All right, you ready to to pay some bills with an ad read? Sure. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so Stark Raving Hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. All right. Uh, so, Tony, I, I, all right, I need to look for my notes. I vaguely remember this week's sponsor, but while I look around um, for the ad read, can you tell our listeners who our sponsor is this week? Um, yeah, buddy, because I love being put on the spot like this. Um, it's uh, Fan Installation Incorporated. <laughs> no, no, that can't be right. Oh, hey, here it is. Um, it's uh, lawyers. What? I mean, that's right, dear listener. This week, we are sponsored by our lawyers, and we could never make fun of them. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get one free stamp on your law punch card. Remember, that's lawyers. First name law, second name yours. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Moving on to the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. I only have one guy in the chair for this episode. That's good, because so. I didn't write anything down for, for this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. My guy in the chair? It's Method Man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, now I feel bad for bringing him up earlier. It's not a big deal. I was going to mention him anyway. But, I mean... Uh, first of all, his song is actually a track he wrote for the the soundtrack of Luke Cage, so makes oh, it nice. very convenient for me to find it at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, but also, I like how him on the radio it inspires other people to wear like holy sweaters to like distract the cops and confuse them and give Luke a better chance of escaping. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about it from that perspective. Um, I mean, I, I did see that. Yeah, that one guy. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, if, it reminds me of uh, Spartacus, the old, I don't know, 50s or 60s movie. Have you ever saw that? I never saw the movie, but I've seen the scene you're referring to in like yeah. a commercial. I think it was like an insurance <laughs> it was a Pepsi commercial. It yeah. was a Pepsi commercial. Oh, okay. Whose Pepsi is this? Is this Spartacus on there? And that one standing up saying, "I am Spartacus." <laughs> that was really stupid, but I remembered it, so it was good advertising. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I assumed um, it was insurance. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that scene. <laughs> People saying he's Spargus to Spargus wouldn't get executed or something like that. It's been a very long time since I've seen that. I saw that in film class uh, in my first trimester of college, like 12 years ago. So, but yeah, it's like they want to either kill him or arrest him or something like that. 
but everyone was saying they're Spartacus to defend themselves. So, like, here, they're wearing the jackets to put themselves in danger to defend Luke Cage. Okay, yeah. So it's really, um, uh, what is it? The, uh, you know, helping helping the community in that sense, right? Because, you know, they see Luke Cage as mm-hmm. a good guy helping the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So they're, like, helping him. And that's helping each other. Um, so going back to that, what has Luke done to help the community recently? Like, I, I mean, I there was literally, you know, in this episode, there was stopping that robbery at the store. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, else has I mean, he done? I he's gone. Like, there was that whole episode where he was just literally solving people's problems. <laughs> That's right. Well, which was which was caused by Cornell because Cornell was angry at Luke, right? Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's there. He's defending them. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you know that could have been three days ago or six months ago? We have no idea how time works in the show. <laughs> Any show. Yeah, uh. but it's like uh, Method Man talks about this. Uh, a bulletproof black man inspires people in Harlem. So they want to believe that he's a good guy and he's been framed and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and he was. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. And then, I mean, Method Man backs you up. He saved Method Man's life, potentially. That's what Method Man believes. Yeah. Good thing a bullet didn't bounce off of him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, by the way, how stupid were those two muggers? (laughs) Taking off his mask, using their real names. (laughs) Oh, so stupid. Uh, (laughs) Well... Okay, uh, I'm gonna give that guy. I, I don't want to say I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna give him points, but I'm, I'm gonna say it, it wasn't so bad when he took his mask off to like try to talk to Method Man because you know it's mm-hmm. it's not like there's a big chance of him being caught, right? Like I guess we don't know where the the camera is. Like I don't know where in the corner of the store. If it wasn't pointed yeah. directly at him, then you know now they all they have to go off of is like an artist drawing, which those are notoriously not that accurate. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but still, they they go, like, not that Meth Man said they didn't call the cops, which is fair. Mm-hmm. But even if they did, like, they put so much, um, so much value into eyewitness accounts, which, as you know, they're not always accurate. They're usually not accurate. Yep. <laughs> but that didn't change the fact that they do it. So you'd want to keep your face covered. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely a, a stupid move on both of yep. their parts. Ugh. All right. Um, yeah, that's all I have for Method Man and the guy in the chair. All right. Um, and yeah, I only had one thing, but we already brought that up earlier. So, yeah. All right, Tony, how do you want us to rate the episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? I, Al, how many stupid Diamondback helmets... Would you put on <laughs> this episode? Yeah, you really hate his suit. Oh <laughs> God, I do. Okay. I'm, so I'm... far, so far, I'm not gonna say forever. So far, it's my least favorite, quote unquote, comic accurate thing. 
<laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna have to pay more attention uh, for the next episode for the season finale right here because <laughs> you see I, that a lot more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I remember like you know seeing it for the you know five seconds it was on in this episode, and I remember thinking, okay, that looks kind of stupid, but I, I didn't think it was as bad as, as what you said. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. I'll I'll think about it some more. Um. Anyway, uh, out of five bad suits that Diamondback is wearing. Um, a three and a half, honestly, like kind of exactly the same reasons I've been saying, you know, for, for everything, right. It's very, um, you know, very story driven. Uh, some things are actually finally coming together. So that's nice. Um, but it's not, things aren't coming together in the sense of like leading directly to cool final action. Like it does, that is what happens, but it feels a little bit more like that's just kind of how things went by chance so it's not like excitingly coming together uh so yeah three and a half yeah um well first of all i sent you a link of what his suit pursuit looks like and i'm looking at that right now Uh uh-huh and thanks for the reminder it uh it does look (laughs) incredibly stupid yeah yeah um i will give this a uh probably a three i usually like the penultimate episodes which you know we gotta use that word um, because I like the buildup to the final battle, but it seems like abrupt that, uh, that Diamondback just bursts in and that's essentially all the buildup to the final battle. You think there'd be more hype or something? Yeah. 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 I mean, this is another setup episode. They're just putting all the pieces in place to use Bobby Fish's example, but yeah, I, I it was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. We got the super suit. Yep, exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm good to close it out, Tony. Feel All free right. to read whatever from that script. Whatever. Right. Whenever you're ready. Well, so I'll wait a couple minutes. Well, no, I'll just do it now. Join yeah. us next time as we cover Luke Cage Season 1, Episode 13, the finale called You Know My Steez. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that rating. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 12, Soliloquy of Chaos, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Who's when no one obeys the law, and there ain't no Iron Man that can come and save us all. Power to the people and Luke Cage the cause, and the cops got it wrong, we don't think Cage involved. Look, dog, a hero never had one. I'm ready to Malcolm and Martin. This is the last one. I beg your pardon, somebody pulling a fast one. Now we got a hero for hiring. He a black one. And bullet hole hoodies is the fashion. We in Hall of Paradise, delicate done. That I'm about to trade the mic for a magnum. Give up my life for trade Vaughn to have one. Gee, cause this is bulletproof love. And you already know what a bulletproof does. So you can take it from a bulletproof.